if you have something that is driving inside you, you have to go for it. You have to try it. Because even if it doesn't work out, then you know, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. So, but most of the cases it will work out or one path will lead to another path. So in simple terms, push fear aside and just go for it. Hey everyone, I'm Maria Sansone. Welcome to another edition of mom to mom Today, I am chatting with Heather Thompson. Now, if you know Heather, you know she wears many hats. She is one of the originals on Real Housewives of New York. She's an inventor, an entrepreneur, a wellness coach, a podcaster, and of course, a mom. And here she talks about enjoying and embracing the journey. She talks about how she's handled risk in her life and even sometimes falling flat on her face. And don't worry, for all of my housewife fans out there, I get the scoop on her return to Real Housewives of New York and even her abrupt departure. So here's my conversation with Heather Thompson. Heather Thompson. Hey, Mama. Hey, mama. <laughs> you can tell I, I'm secretly a housewife super fan. Um, and I've been a fan of yours for a very, very long time. We go way back years ago in New York, LA, and now we meet again in Boston. I love it. I love it. It's so good to see you. Thanks so much for having me on. Well, I'm so excited. There's so much to talk to. We'll get to housewives, of course, because we have to. Do not. There's a lot to. <laughs> Don't invite there. the elephant trainer to your house unless you want the elephant in the room, right? <laughs> exactly. So I don't want the uh, the housewife fans to get to worry. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. But we have all these other things to talk about too. Um. So first of all, congratulations on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love doing it. I really do. It's gotten you into a little trouble with some yeah. of the women on the housewives, but tell us a little bit about the podcast and, and why you got started. Well, first you have to listen to the podcast. That's where you start <laughs> instead of reading sensational headlines. But the podcast really was born out of, you know, my conversations that I have that enlighten me or encourage me or give me insight or wisdom with phenomenal people that I know and meet in my life. And I always, I would always be like having a conversation. It's like, God, I wish I could video this and put it out on Instagram or something. So everybody could hear what you just said. It was so moving to me or connected with me. And then it was like, hey, wait, I can do that. You know, I've got a platform to do this. So it really just started out as, you know, conversations with old friends and new friends about things that are in our hearts, topics that are important to us. You know, um, when someone uh, writes a book or has a specific interest, they're really well studied in it and they're very passionate about it. So to share those types of conversations where they can feel like they're sitting at the table with us is, is really what I wanted to do. And so that's what In My Heart is about. And we touch on all types of topics from mommy parenting to, you know, social media issues to diet, health and nutrition to, you know, aging or, you know, and, and, and aging well and not age shaming and just all kinds of lifestyle and life lessons. That's really what it's about. I don't know about you, but I've always been such a big fan of the podcast format too, because in this world where things just move so fast yeah. and there's just so much content, it seems like everything was getting shorter and shorter and shorter. 15 yes. seconds is some of the things we're seeing on TikTok. So it's nice on a show like this and on your podcast to sit back and be able to dive in and actually explore a topic for more than 30 seconds. 
Yeah, I totally agree. I love that. And also with, you know, one of the silver linings with um, the, the pandemic was, you know, normally we would do all that in studio and there's nothing like connectivity and energy being in the same room as someone, et cetera. However, the opportunity that it afforded us to, you know, open our doors and homes to Zoom. And now I don't have to get on a plane and fly necessarily and interview people all the time. So you, I can get a lot more people in that, you know, travel's no longer a barrier to. Yeah. So I think the podcast will be as things open up both. It's going to be Zoom and in person. I'm going to utilize the opportunities that, you know, this has afforded us where you and I can be together when we're apart. <laughs> it's been amazing. We've talked to people all over the world, different yeah. time zones. It's uh, definitely a silver lining, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, this is mom to mom. So I buried the lead. We want to know about your two children. We got to know them a little bit on housewives way back when, and I know your son struggled with health issues. And I just want to, I get, want to get up to speed with what's going on with your family. Well, your timing is fantastic because I am the proud uh, mother of an eighth grade graduate. So Ella just graduated from the eighth grade. And so she's headed to high school next year and Jax will be a sophomore in high school next year. So, and he's driving, he's about what? to take his driving test in another few weeks. Yep. He's been permitted and practicing. So they're just amazing. I mean, I have two teenagers, which is a whole nother, you know, level of discussion that we could have. Um, you know, moms tend to be the punching bags for teenagers, dads too. Um, but generally speaking, I have fantastic children who are aware and empathetic and happy and, you know, well-adjusted, obviously in the pandemic, there was a lot lost for the kids, you know what I mean? And I just felt super proud of all students at the eighth grade graduation when I was listening to, you know, each student receive their award and listening to the you know, principal speak, it was like, wow, you kids had, you know, a, a really tough year and they all had it tougher than anybody else. I feel like the kids had it the, mo the most difficult, you know, trying to remote learn and adapt and pivot at such a young age. Um, I was proud of every student at that eighth grade graduation. Yeah. I feel like it is tough for, for that age group in particular. My yeah. kids right now are seven and three. And so, you know, presents its own set of challenges, of course. Oh my gosh. Um, but, you know, for them, they weren't missing the friends as much and right. life, you know, they just kind of rolled with the punches a little bit more than Yeah, the, the burden was on you to teach at home too. I mean, that's a whole nother, you know, onion to peel. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I would be a horrible teacher. In fact, I was looking at my search engine from last night and it said, why am I so impatient? I was having, we're having a heat wave here and it's, it's hot. Yeah. And I just was like at my wits end. And you know how it is. Some nights you go to bed and you just, you're like, I didn't do so great in the mom department today. I'll get a new day. That's right. We get a new day. Thank yeah. goodness. Yeah. Um, so what's going on? I'm, you know, I was up late watching you on television <laughs> because of my guilty pleasure, of course, yeah. the Real Housewives of New York. So, um, what we're going to get into that, but where, what else is going on with you? When we met back in 2006, you were doing yummy tummy. When we first met, yeah, I had just launched that three panel tank concept, that invention of mine, right. That I patented and I built a brand out of it. And then we met again in LA and we talked a little bit more about that. About five years ago, I, I sold the business, moved into the nutrition space. I had been in fashion for, you know, 30 years 
and I love fashion, but I was really passionate and hungry for a deeper education, a deeper understanding about nutrition, food, how we use it to fuel our bodies, how we can use it as medicine. And I was reading all types of theories. And, you know, when someone has a theory, like I said, just about the podcast, when they write a book or they're really passionate about something, their opinion is formed around that specific subject and they become expert in it. But when it comes to nutrition, there's really a lot of theory and not a whole lot of science. And I wanted to get the underbelly of the science and really understand that nutrition so I could start to form my own opinions. And with that uh, returning education, I went back and got a health coaching um, you know, degree and certificate so that I could you know, help people with nutrition. I really left understanding the propaganda out there and so much that is confusing to the consumer that's trying to do the right thing. And big food, big pharma, all of that stuff started to really get under my skin. And you know, we're, convenience is killing us, quite frankly. And a lot of the chronic diseases we have today are totally reversible and preventable, on the other hand, by way of you know, eliminating GMOs and processed foods and these things that our bodies literally don't know what to do with. So I, um, was, I wanted to shout from rooftops. So what I did instead is I organized a climb of 19 women and we climbed to the top of Kilimanjaro, the highest peak in Africa, and one of the seven summits. And that began my foray and passion into nutrition, um, adventuring. So I do adventure tours, nutrition, I do retreats. I do still health coaching um, every now and then, but mostly in a larger forum under my new passion and my new company, which is called Beyond Fresh. So Beyond Fresh is um, organic superfood supplements um, and chews and gummies to help us get the right nutrition in our diets and crowd out bad choices for better choices. And that's what I'm doing right now. Wow. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. And so we climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> and a few other peaks since then. When you go for something, Heather, you go for it. <laughs> you take it there. Um, there's a lot of people out there listening who I'm sure, and we've talked about this a lot on this show. During the pandemic, a lot of women were forced out of jobs and forced to pivot. And there's a lot of people right now women and moms especially, who are rethinking the game and they, they're creative and they want to be entrepreneurs and you're someone that's been successful in so many different places. Do you have advice for women right now who are like feeling that itch that they want to do something with their creativity? Yes, it's literally go for it. Literally go for it. If you're, what, what can, what's the worst that could happen? You know what I mean? You can scrape your knees, you can fall flat on your face. That, that is inevitable. It's part of life. So if you have something that is driving inside of you, you have to go for it. You have to try it. Because even if it doesn't work out, then you know, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. So, but most of the cases it will work out or one path will lead to another path. So in simple terms, push fear aside and just go for it. Did you ever fall completely flat on your face with a new sure. business venture? Oh my God. Yes. A hundred percent. You know, any entrepreneur has to, I mean, I think that, you know, in order to have true success, you have to understand true failure. 
you know, that's really part of it's like, you can't appreciate the sun, you know, until you've had three days of clouds and rain, right? So it's just the way it's part of the human experience. And I think that we've gotten so hung up on failure versus success. And what does that really mean that we're missing the journey? And that's the whole part. That's the most exciting part. I mean, yeah, the summit to the mountain is everything, but only because of how hard you work to get there. When you get dropped off by a helicopter, it isn't quite as magnificent as if you spend 16 days trying to get to the top. And so that's really what it's about. Take the journey, buy the ticket, take the ride, and it will not disappoint you. And it's never too late, right? To reinvent. You see women doing amazing things after their kids have grown and things like that. And I mean, you've lived, you've reincarnated many, many times. The beginning of your career, you were working with Diddy and Beyonce and doing a whole different thing. And now here you are in health and wellness. You just like never know where things are going to go. You never know where things are going to go. And hopefully it's a long, beautiful life. And there's a lot of beautiful people to meet and things to do out there. And so, you know, I think the days of where, you know, my, certainly my grandmother and and my mother, you know, you picked a career and you stuck to that career and people almost looked at that. Some people, it was like a life sentence, you know what I mean? And that is not the case. And now we can teach our children, you know, our sons and daughters that there's a beautiful world out there to investigate and you don't have to be just one thing. You know, there's a fine line between that glow and just being a total mess. Hey, how about my first scene on The Housewives? I mean, you could have fried an egg on my face. You I, know what? I didn't so- notice it, but I, I listened to some of the, the podcasts afterwards because it's just so much fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, Danny Pellegrino, he was like, love her, gorgeous, beautiful woman, but we need a little powder. Well, that was the whole thing is about when I used to film and we were all sitting there together, well, you know, I'm digressing, but I got there and they made me sit in the car for like almost two hours while the other women got ready so that I would come in. I had like 15 minutes to get ready for that scene. I didn't have any hair and makeup at all that whole weekend. You know, it was COVID. I was keeping it real. And uh, they were like glammed up like crazy. So they all had a hair and makeup and they were all glammed up. And I rolled in and had to zip my own dress and try to do my own updo. And I just, you know, I left without powder. I didn't even think about, you know, I was rushing up. And normally my old experience on the show is a producer would come and give everybody a moment and say, okay, let's powder up. But obviously there were not, uh, you know, their goal was not to (laughs) to support me this season. This is a total behind the scenes look of how everything goes down too. And I did notice this season that I guess we just never really saw that, that some people have glam and some people don't and it's supposed to be a reality show, but yet, yes, you're on television. So you want to bring your A game. When you're on television fishing on a reality show, I mean- I don't know if full hair, makeup, lashes, and six inch heels are really necessary, but that's just me. I, I feel you on that one. Um, all right. So here we are with Housewives. So you were an original cast member when you were part of the cast. How long ago was that? So about seven years ago, four, five, and six were my seasons. Wow. Okay. So you did three seasons and then you <laughs> went away and now you return as a yes. friend of, so how did this come to be and why did you decide it was time to get back in? Well, it sounded like a good idea. When I left the show early, I had a conversation, uh, you know, with Andy, really frankly, and 
it wasn't right for me anymore. It didn't, it didn't fit. Like I was in nutrition school. They really weren't covering that. You know, I didn't really want to drum up manufactured drama. I, I just was always trying to be authentic. And I just didn't feel like it fit into my life or lifestyle anymore, or wasn't serving what I had initially set out to do with it. So there was a beginning, a middle and an end for me in those three seasons. After that third season, I was on the show. I really knew that it, I, I didn't want to do it anymore. So with that, he said to me, well, you know, let's stay in touch. Like, let's keep, keep us, you know, abreast of what's happening in your life. And we want to do the same. And so the natural uh, progression of that was I made cameos. I made cameos every season. Carol would invite me to something in her life that was happening that she would normally invite me to. Dorinda would invite me to something in her life that she would normally invite me to. And I could revisit the other women. So with COVID happening, they were a cast of five. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, behind the scenes. Again, people know that it really, a cast of six is really the right balance. You know, when you get less than that, it gets difficult. Plus there were no extras because it was COVID. So it's going to be very focused on the ladies. So I looked at that as an opportunity, you know, kind of pick up where I left off with the relationship. I think my last screen ever on the Housewives as a full-time cast member was Bethany and Heather are considering a drive-by therapy business together while Luann and Heather's uh, relationship has cooled. You know, it's something like that, right? So obviously Bethany's no longer on the show, but Luann was on the show and I definitely had some, you know, sticks to pick up, so to speak with her. And, yeah, and same with Sonia, Ramona and I have kept in touch, you know, all the time. I haven't really kept in touch uh, with Sonia at all. And Luann and I would see each other, but there was a lot of underlying, you know, I would say unfinished business, like, you know, with her, with her cabaret show and with, you know, be cool, don't be uncool. And, you know, with all those things that happened, you know, I mean, I saw Luann for sushi one night and she, I was like, did you really think I was trying? I mean, this has gone on for so long. I have to ask the question, even though I knew the answer, did you really think Carol and I were like trying to bust you in the room with a man? She goes, no, of course not, darling. So like, it, you know, it's all about the show. And I was a show Friend to her. So once I left the show, then the friendship crumbled. So I wanted to address that. You know, I wanted to address how that made me feel, blah, 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 blah. I wanted to address Sonia, revisit the toaster oven, look at her businesses, you know, be not for me to help her, but, you know, just be involved in and interested and ask her, why didn't you ever do that? I still think it could have been a great idea. You know, those are just little tiny storylines, you know, Ramona's growth and evolution as a human being from the first time we met and our growth and evolution as a friendship, not really just her, but us together. So I thought it would be fun to do that. I didn't think I was going to escape drama, but I had no idea that I was going to walk into, you know, an ambush. And, you know, that just didn't stop all weekend, you know. It felt like when you walked into that dinner party, uh, Heather walked into the lion's den. They yeah. were ready. And especially yeah. Leah, what is going on? I mean, we kind of got left with a cliffhanger and obviously things aren't good with you. And now I'm reading that you end up leaving the show. Are yes. you leaving like mid season or? Yeah, I left after that weekend. So I literally filmed four days. I, I had a contract. I had a, you know, on my desk, I had not signed the contract yet. And in good faith, I started filming and I left after that weekend and said, you know, this is just not for me. It didn't resemble the show I was on, on really any level. It really didn't. It had changed 
and not for the better. You know, we went to the lowest common denominator in the first seconds of me being there. And I felt like it was like, um, you know, a race to the bottom. That's what I felt like it was. And it just got dark. It was very dark and it was very heavy. And it was, I would chalk it up to one of the worst, absolute worst weekends of my life. And you have to remember also the show is edited after I quit. So when I left again, you know, these girls have the big Bravo machine behind them. They're not going to, they're going to give me the only edit they absolutely have to, you know what I'm saying? So I actually got the worst edit that I could actually get, but it was still obvious to see what was happening. They couldn't, they had to play, play it like it was, but I mean, I definitely didn't get a great edit either, but I'm also not the star of the show. I don't have a contract. I wasn't even a full-time housewife. I actually rejected it. Biggest takeaway, biggest lesson from being a housewife. I've definitely developed some, you know, scar tissue and thick skin. I have been able to stand in my own, stand in my own space, who I am as a person and not let comments on Instagram or trolls on Instagram steer me away from or, or, or set me into some place of insecurity or self-doubt. I have learned to stand in my own shoes with conviction. I know who I am. I don't want to start comparing resumes to people. I don't need to do any of that kind of stuff. I know who I am. I know what I do every day. I know how I feel when I look in the mirror each morning. And I know how I feel when I go to bed each night, just like you. Sometimes tomorrow I want to do better. But I do have those conversations and I'm constantly trying to evolve and grow and learn and better and lean in and lift up. And so all that other jargon, the housewives taught me to, you know, put the blinders on and put the earmuffs on and forget about it. Nothing gives you thick skin like being a housewife <laughs> on reality TV show. I can only imagine. All right, we covered so much ground today. We really like so much stuff. So as we wrap up, how about a quick rapid fire? I'll give you like an either or, and you just hit me with the first thing. Coffee or wine? Coffee. Music or podcast? Music. Music, you have a podcast. I know, Early but bird. I love music. It's one of my favorite things in the world, especially live music. Early bird or night owl? Ooh, I'm a night owl. Running or yoga or neither? Right now it's yoga. Beach or mountains? Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> night out or couch potato? Night out, please. <laughs> Pancakes or waffles? Mm, neither for me. Same. Glam or no makeup? No makeup. <laughs> One thing always in your purse. Uh, money. <laughs> real money? I never have real money. I, I never used to have real money, but um, I started to carry cash because I was always like, I never have any cash. I folded up real little for you robbers out there. I folded up real little. I have this real little wallet and I put a hundred bucks in there. I always have a hundred bucks on me. Oh, this was wonderful. We officially covered it all. Heather, thank you so much. It was great to see you on Housewives. Sorry to see you go, but you do you, honey. And um, I hope to see you again soon. Well, yeah, thank you so much. I have no regrets and I appreciate it. And, you know, if in the least, hopefully we can all walk away with maybe some lessons that we can apply in our life. And until next time, mama, I'm gonna holla at you soon again. Thank you so much for listening to mom to mom You can find us on social at The Hub Today. And if you want to be part of our Facebook community, just find us at mom to mom with Maria Sansone. And finally, feel free to binge more episodes wherever you listen to podcasts.